1: Moto60 show.
2: Presented by Truck Hero, ProTaper and Get Data.
0: On pulpamax.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
3: Welcome everybody. Fly Race the Moto60 show. Presented by Get Truck Hero and Pro Taper. All on board with us. It's noon Pacific Thursday, June 22nd. Round five, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend in Muddy Creek. And there is a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to this round. Looking forward to it. Blake Baggett, Eli Tomac locked up now in a battle for the 450 title. Uh, Jason Anderson perhaps having something to say for it. Jeremy Martin and Zach Osborne, will they start taking off at the front of that pack, uh, we'll see very shortly, and see if they can clearly establish themselves as uh, one and two A and B. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. We are giving away a Fly Racing freestone mountain bike helmet. Is the official mountain bike helmet of Steve Mathis. When I did mountain bike, and I need to get back on it, but I love this thing. It's great. We're gonna give one away to a lucky caller today. So please give us a call. Talk to Muddy Creek. Talk some Supercross. Talk some Kay Clayson if you want. Yeah, big news this week. Uh, we'll get right into that. FlyRacing.com uh, brought to you by uh, uh, many people out there on the track, whether it's uh, Weston Pike or Blake Baggett or the returning Trey Canard this weekend. Trey Canard makes his 450 motocross debut with KTM. He wears Fly Racing from the F2 carbon helmet to the uh, 2017 and a half kinetic mesh gear. Fly Racing's got you covered, lots of styles and shapes and colors to make you happy. Please check them out. And also too, as I said, mountain bike line, watercraft line, winter line, flyracing.com has got you covered uh, top to bottom. Uh, we thank those guys as well for coming on the show. Pro Taper, whether it's Damon Bradshaw back in the day or Jason Anderson now, man, protaper.com has- has got you handled hard parts galore. Of course, the famous crossbarless bar, that they came out with um, as well. And uh, they have 7 8s bar. They got uh, sprocket sizes and chains and, and brake pads and lots of things at ProTaper.com. Get Data. You've seen that orange box on the front fender of the JGR Suzuki team. Uh, they've got uh, Get Data. Chad Reed as well, Cooper Webb, they use Get Data. Destroy the start with Get. Uh, totally programmable ignition, two stroke and four stroke, and uh, something really, really cool. A, a second injector even for 250 bikes, which is uh, come stock on a Cowie, but they'll put it on any bike. And it uh, really helps things out. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. And lastly, Truck Hero, a parent company of the folks at NFAB. Truck Hero sponsors the JGR Suzuki team, and it's comprised of a world-renowned list of brands uh, for your Jeep, truck, and SUV. Whatever you need from uh, bumpers and light mounting solutions to uh, tonneau covers to uh, uh, bed liners, anything like that, truck-hero.com. Go there and buy buy from one of those companies, and uh, they support the sport. So you should support them. Yeah, that's right. Jason Thomas coming up, and Jason Wygant, Wygant will be uh, live from uh, Muddy Creek Press Day. Although I understood it rained a ton, so I don't know if they uh, actually got any uh, riding in today. But uh, we'll see. Again, please give us a call. Talk some moto. Uh, producing the show, holding things down, taking your calls. The Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hey, Steve. What are you doing? I don't know. What do you think of show 300? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you're a man know. a lot of words today. I don't know if it's as good as show 100 oh, okay. When I was here. Okay. It was pretty hard to beat uh, Great Western Bank. Because you were here? Because or? I was here. It was because I was here. Okay. O- only because of that. Okay. Way better than 200, though. Mm. 200 was the reunion of the co-hosts. The reunion of the yeah, co-hosts. Pe- people got, some people got upset Yeah. during the show. Uh, no, th- actually quite enjoyed show 300. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know how, how
0: in-depth you want me to go on this thing, but I, you always enjoy Reed's uh, insight. He's, it would have been nice if he didn't have a contract right now or wasn't uh, still trying to mm-hmm. uh, keep good relations with Yamahawks. I think he would have really unloaded. Uh, that was my only real, if you want to call it a complaint. Uh, okay. But n- you can't control that. So No, I do? can't.
3: Yeah, he was. He took the high road Right. Times. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. which is what he should do. Right. But other than that, I quite enjoyed it, yeah. Oh, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on High Point? He never doubt Blake Baggett. Really? Uh, sure. What about that second moto? Yeah, he, he had it in the bag. He didn't need to worry about pushing it. And Oh, you know. really? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay. It's, it's uh, whatever you want to. That's what he thinks. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. We're going to get that Jason Thomas coming up uh, real shortly from Fly Racing to... Talk some uh, Muddy Creek and uh, talk about this weather pattern that's moving in. I think that that's going to be a, uh, a big uh, issue this weekend. We'll see how bad it gets. The big news in the sport, though, is uh, another drug suspension uh, in our sport. We have uh, WADA, while uh, USADA for Nationals, WADA for Supercross. This is WADA that caught uh, Cade Clayson, one of our guys. Uh, we've had a ton of... Uh, uh, ton of time with kate over the years on our different shows and um basically they caught him for an amphetamine um which is adderall we believe kate said that he filled out the tue therapeutic use exemption form for it because it was prescribed by a doctor he had never heard back from the um from the doctor i guess and assumed he was good which is uh not a good thing to do in case you're wondering but he uh he didn't uh he thought he was good to use Adderall and he was not so he has been suspended uh these samples are from a New York uh supercross round so he has been suspended they will test the B sample but the B sample will come back positive because T- uh, Kate's not uh, denying that he took this so what kind of penalty are we going to see are we going to see a James Stewart type of penalty one year of no racing uh and currently Kate is racing up in Canada which is CMRC And CMRC is not governed by the FIM or anything. And um, so what happens there is he's free to race. But as we saw in the James Stewart case, the WADA folks did not take kindly to him uh, still racing motocross. And they figured that that suspension didn't start until he stopped racing altogether. Hence, James pulled out of the outdoors and the suspension immediately started in order to get him back sooner. But, uh, so does Kate have to pull out of the CMRC Nationals? I mean, do they even care? I don't know. Lots of questions. We're going to try to get Kate on the line. He said he's going to be able to come on in a little bit to uh, to talk about his situation and what's going on and what's next for him and and what happened and everything else. So, Kate Clayson, we're hoping to get on the fly race and Moto Sixty show to uh, to talk about this latest uh, suspension um, in our sport. And I I one hundred percent think that we need drug testing our sport. It's too. It's too much uh, athletic ability required to be really good in our sport to not test for things that could help you, because there's millions of dollars at stake. But I really wonder why you know we sort of we went with WADA and USADA when we could have done a, implemented a NASCAR type of drug system, which has uh, much lesser penalties, uh, has more in control of it. You have to pay, of course, for the samples to be tested, but you can certainly do that. And and so why don't we? You know, I just think the WADA guys and USADA guys are working on an Olympic cycle, and four years penalty is basically what, you know, kind of what they were looking at for James, and it was uh, taken, uh, it was knocked back to a year, um, and Olympics are every four years, so it's just, I, I don't think they take into account how, li- how little our uh, our season is, you know, I just... I think we need to do something different, but we're not organized enough. We got MX Sports running the uh, outdoors. We got Feld running the indoors. AMA is a shell of itself. That's who would really do it. Is the AMA? That's who used to conduct the the drug testing, but when they tested for recreational drugs. Um, But uh, now we've gotten more official and more big time and really in the end I, I, I think it's overkill for our sport especially for something like Adderall um, so that was the big news this week and we're going to try to get Kate Clayson on to, uh, to talk about it and see what, uh, what his thoughts on everything are and um, let's talk some Muddy Creek as well, like I said uh, Wygant's going to be at the track so he'll give us a little bit and uh, Trey Canard's in and uh, to talk about that and more from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas what's up JT, how are you? What's happening? All right, before we get into Muddy Creek and all that's going on with that, uh, big news with um, Cade Clayson this week. Uh, WADA uh, caught with an amphetamine, suspended. They'll test his B sample. I'm sure it'll come back positive. I don't know where it goes from here. Um, Cade has admitted that he took the uh, Adderall and he filed for a TUE. And unlike James, who didn't file for a TUE, uh, Cade filed for a TUE, but uh, never heard back and just kept taking it and assumed, which was the big mistake, that... It was approved, and it was not, or there's some miscommunication there, and he is now suspended. And I wonder, JT, how long it's going to be for? It's got to be a James Stewart-like penalty.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think they're pretty. It's pretty cut and dry, uh, especially when it's the same same issue, you know, same same substance, same situation, you know, uh, with a TUE, whether it was approved or not at all, or any of that. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think he's looking at a uh, two years backdated to the failed test.
3: And uh man, it's not good. Not good for him. I don't know how he I don't know I mean, especially somebody like Cade who doesn't have the means that James did to fly to Switzerland and appeal and all that kind of stuff. Not not that it yep. mattered. I mean James got shut down anyways, but uh this is certainly a bad bad deal for Cade Clayson. It sucks. Um,
4: yeah, you know, I don't know where he goes from here. I I guess he can race in Canada. That's what I'm reading. I don't know how accurate that is. Um I guess it depends on if they let him or whatever, the yeah. teams up there, the organization. Um, but honestly, man, I think he's going to have to, he's going if he wants to still race, he's going to have to get creative. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a series that goes on in Costa Rica, there's Canada. Um, there are some, there are, ra- there are races out there, uh, that you don't necessarily have to be FIM. It's just not going to be the ones he, you know, can think of off the top of his head.
3: The, um, yeah, well, we'll see when maybe they frown on that. You know what I mean? Maybe they frown on racing like they did with Stu. Now the problem with Cade is that, um, the CMRC series that he's currently racing in is has nothing to do with uh, water or FIM or anything else, so he's free to ride that. Um, they might look at it as a as as a bad move, like they did with James racing the nationals. However, but what, I mean, what does that matter?
4: If you're going to penalize him for two years, who cares if you're frowning or smiling at me?
3: You're still screwing me over. Yeah, but the suspension doesn't start until he stops racing. You know, uh, and they might say, "Hey, stop racing in Canada." I don't know. Maybe not. Um, the problem is, is that if he, if it is uh, another year, Canada next year looks like they're going with a whole new sanctioning body, uh, mm-hmm. JetWorks guys, and they are CMA affiliated, which will be the FIM, which will be you know suspension upheld. Um, he will not be allowed to ride up there, I wouldn't think. So, the question really is, JT, as with the Stewart thing. I mean, look, we need drug testing, but be careful what you ask for, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I,
4: I do think we need it. Absolutely, I do. Uh, because in any kind of sport, if you can, you know, if, and a sport as demanding as ours especially, if you can find a way to, to get an edge by taking anything, and it's pretty advanced nowadays. It's, it's not just steroids or EPO or the the big-name stuff. It's It's... Things like, um, you know, I I don't think Adderall was necessarily, I don't think Cade was getting a big advantage by it, especially some of the the last lap issues he had qualifying this year. I don't think there was any big advantage he was gaining. Uh, But there are things that people can take, and stuff like that's being developed all the time. So to keep the sport clean and safe, I I think just to blanket it with testing, I think is a good idea. Um, But it's just a bummer, man, because I really don't think that, Cade was using this, especially yeah. with the results he was getting. I don't think he was getting some huge advantage or making a ton of money or uh, kind of, you know, beating the system in any way by using this.
3: Well, we've spoken about this a few times. When the Stewart suspension got leveled, we thought I almost thought it might be sooner that a private here guy gets busted. Maybe not for Adderall. This is a different situation because mm-hmm. uh, Cade. Filed for TUE and all that, but these privateer guys that go to GNC, they they don't they're not reading labels, they're not calling this this water line. You know, I'm surprised we haven't seen more. I guess we don't see a lot of testing of these type of guys. You know, that mostly it's top three and maybe a random fifth, sixth place guy. Um, but I'm really surprised it's taken this long, and no privateers have been busted because these guys just aren't. You know, they're not that on it.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised, too. I thought it would be like a GNC-type thing, you know, um, just some sort of anything. I mean, there's a million things that are prohibited that you would never think of. Uh, So I I agree with you. I thought we would something like this would happen sooner I didn't think it would be Adderall like I said I thought it would be an over-the-counter substance that um, generally what happens is the the NFL and baseball guys that's what they end up blaming it's Mm -hmm. usually not that it's usually something far more serious but they end up blaming one of these uh, likely targets and I thought that the motocross guys would be one of the guys that actually did take something like that and got popped for it and we would all feel terrible for them like we do for Cade now
3: yeah um I wish we were organized enough um, to do a NASCAR type of drug testing where it's all just contained in NASCAR. They have the penalties. They have a little jury system. They pay to get samples done. They have uh, penalties laid out. um, And they have appeal systems and all that. And they don't say, hey, WADA and USADA, you know nothing about our sport. uh, Go ahead and govern us. I wish we were organized enough to do that. However, zero chance we are. But we should be.
4: Yeah, that just sounds expensive to me. Well, <laughs> I mean,
3: it is, you know, I'm sure, but, you know, yeah, that's... Yeah,
4: and when you, say, when you say big enough and organized enough, I think it's just dollars enough, you know, and um, that's where I really think it all comes down to. You know, the if we had a union, which I'm not advocating or saying we do need or don't need, uh, but those are where the dollars like that, something like that would come from, is you basically collectively bargain that that stuff is implemented and paid for.
3: Yeah, well, we should do that. We're a big enough sport. We we I mean our guys are making five six seven million dollars at the top end of sport. Let's do it. You know uh, we're just but you know Feld and MX Sports are they talking? Do, what what's going on with that relationship? Uh, F, F AMA is a shell. You know we have FIM ruling Supercross, so they might say you can't do that. We have our own drug policy. So, so what do you what do you think?
4: What do you? Sorry, to me to cut you off. Um, what do you think would be the big gain of doing our own versus a USADA or a WADA uh, implemented system?
3: Because. When you sign up for Epsod or Water, you have to agree to their penalties, and I don't feel like a one-year suspension for James Stewart for Adderall is 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 you know I don't feel like that's right. I also don't yeah. feel like uh, Cade Clayson's upcoming suspension will be right. Should they be suspended? Absolutely. James didn't even fill it out apparently, and Cade yeah. was careless enough to not like double check and triple check. Absolutely right. they should be suspended, but for a year? Come on. Give me a break. I, I thought James was way too much, and uh, whatever Cade gets is going to be too much too.
4: Well, and, and the interesting thing is, you know, whether you want to say literally or figuratively, uh, that penalty ended James's career, um, and we're, we're seeing that play out. Yes, he did come back and race a little bit, but effectively uh, that was the end. You know, and yeah. uh, I think if you take away that year and a half – a penalty, uh, things play out very differently. So we look at it as a, an 18-month or 19-month penalty, however it ended up being, however long it ended up being. But for all you know, intents and purposes, that was,
3: uh, was kind of the, the death knell in his career. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know. I mean, we need it. Bottom line, I, this is better. Having USADA and WADA in the sport is better than not having yes, anything. I agree. 100% but we have to accept these penalties like come on man i don't, yeah, I don't
4: understand I, that I, I i i agree with you in theory um i'm just kind of looking at what's the the better of two evils and <laughs> i think we we have to have it yeah. um it's just not a perfect system
3: yeah no not at all and we're hoping to get uh, Kate Clayson on here everybody on the fly race and moto 60 show to uh to give us a little bit of background on that he's up in canada around uh 4 of the canadian nationals this weekend um, all right, Muddy Creek JT, uh Trey Canard is back. Yeah, I found out earlier this week and I was kinda, you know, handing
4: around at it, but it's really not my place to to break news like that unless I get a green light too. Um and he was only letting us know to make sure that we were prepared on the fly racing side. So I just didn't feel like it was the right thing for me to do until they were ready. Um but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I don't know I don't know how the weather's gonna turn out for him for his uh return. Um, but, shoot, man, with a guy that's been out as much as he has and fought through injuries as much as he has, I'll, uh, I'll gladly
3: take him one week early. How do you think he's going to do? Like, What's the goal, you think, if you're him and, and Tim Ferry, of course, his coach?
4: Um, I think the goal going in would be two top ten moto finishes.
3: Yeah, I agree, right? Solid. Like, that'll be fine.
4: Yeah, get two motos in so you get your, you know, you get those motos in in that race. Uh, I don't want to say fitness because he's probably already fit, but just uh, racing is different, you know, and to get, put your body through a whole day without, you know, DNFing either moto I think would be a good start and get inside the top ten, stay off the ground, stay healthy, and build from it. Uh, and then, um, you know, Red Bud's a good track for him. And if you want to really try to spurge and do well, give it a minute, you know, just try to get through this first weekend.
3: Absolutely. Um, and uh, what's the latest on the weather? Have you been checking it?
4: Yeah, I've been following it pretty close. Um it's definitely going to rain. It's raining there now. Uh the big question will be is how much rain they get and how late into the Saturday timeline it rains. Uh whether it's going to rain or not is is a it's definitely going to rain. Um it's just uh it's right on the edge of the cone, and there's going to be weather bands They roll through, and, you know, they're in the, the East Tennessee hills there. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of people with their fingers crossed over the next 48 hours.
3: Yeah, so it could end up being really bad. And you've ridden that track a bunch, huh?
4: Yeah, it's just it, it doesn't like rain so much. It's, uh, you know, I think they they did a good job of sealing it, from what I've been told, <clears throat> and it'll run off. But the, the base is incredibly hard there, similar to, you know, what you'd see at, like, High Point. Uh, so if you scrape it, there's not much left, and it's just this icy, slippery, no-dirt-left-type yeah. surface that no one's going to want to ride on. Um, and if it does rain, that's what they're going to end up on. So it's really nasty in the rain. I'm hoping that's not what we get, but as we know, it storms this large. I mean, rain's kind of unavoidable at some point.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens. It could really throw everything upside down. Kyle, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto60 Show. What's happening?
1: I had a couple questions about Adderall and what the advantage of it is for a motocrosser. I was prescribed Adderall in high school for attention deficit disorder. And, you know, with having used it and things in the past for, you know, education and stuff, I just wondered what the advantage for a motocrosser it would give.
3: What have you heard, JT? Uh,
4: So supposedly, and I've done some research on this, especially when the stew thing went down, um, I really kind of jumped into it and tried to find out as much as I could. So if you have ADHD, it's uh, it, it kind of brings you supposedly back to normal, and you, you could probably answer that better than I could, but it basically is supposed to offset any ADHD, ADHD symptoms. What happens is uh, if you don't have ADHD, it creates a like a laser-type focus um, that's that's not naturally occurring. So your your senses are going to be heightened. Um, your focus is going to be much sharper than you, basically the person on the starting line next to you. No different than, and, and it's a different chemical, don't get me wrong, but it's very similar in how I think about it to like a, a pain pain medication. If you're in a ton of pain, it kind of brings you back to a bit of normalcy, like you can actually function and think clearly. But if you're not in any sort of pain, and where people have used it, then they get this sense of euphoria, and it does a lot of things, and and uh, releases chemicals and dopamine and all these things that you uh, shouldn't be feeling because you're not in it under any pain. So uh, it's just one of those things where when people use it for something, it's when you don't need it, uh, you get different effects than you know are supposed to be. And in this case, Adderall, you know, is an enhancer. Um, if you don't have any any ADHD.
3: And Kyle, what what's really been happening is a lot of college students take a, uh, Adderall uh, when they need to study or when they need to focus on papers and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, because if they don't have it, it really helps. Like JT said, really focused and it keeps you up and it keeps you alert and you can study all night for an exam. Um, so that's right. that's where it, like people are really starting to uh, to use it. Uh, so so there all you go. Right. I was thinking. You
1: know, I was thinking more on like the lines of like weight control and things, because it will help you. You know, it, it, I'm a bigger guy, and it always helps. You know, whenever I took it, it kept me lean and right. things. But that was that was one of the advantages I could think of. Did you did you I find wasn't. it as
4: an appetite suppressant?
1: Yeah, it did that. And uh, yeah, and I didn't take it in the summertime. And I mean, I would I would shoot up in high school, you know, 10, 15 pounds, high, and during the summer, and then come back once I started it in the fall for school. So that was cool. one of the only things I could I could really think
3: of. Awesome, thanks, thanks, yeah, Kyle. Uh, if, if,
1: if you
4: really no look problem. at Stu, Stu's big downfall was he would have a mid-moto mistake out of nowhere, and it really fit the bill for what you could see Stu suffering from. Uh, so it it made sense why he was taking it. Uh, if you really kind of break down his his good races and bad races, he would just seemingly crash for no reason, and you could you could kind of point a finger towards uh, some sort of mental lapse.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to Kyle here. Kyle, what's going on? How are you?
5: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on again. Um, I was calling just because in regard to that, I don't have ADHD or ADD. I've taken Ritalin, which is a lesser version of Adderall, just because a friend of mine was joking around with me about it, like, oh, this will help you out. Practiced with it, and definitely focus was a lot better. Whenever you're doing multiple laps, you guys know how sometimes you can lose your focus and make silly mistakes. So that it really helped with that. It definitely felt like I got a lot more energy from it um you know i think with adderall it's just going to be a step above if you don't have add or adhd well cool. of course yeah. all of those qualify as um
3: as uh, something that would help still. you for sure yeah it, would, it sounds like it would definitely help you ride motocross yeah. yeah and
5: i and mean honestly, with the regulation of it though if they start to regulate it it's like where do you draw the line if somebody has asthma and they're taking a steroid inhaler is that a performance enhancer um um, I mean, you yeah. can get a prescription for pretty much anything if you fake it.
3: Well, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a it's a, it's actually like you know a, a countrywide problem we're having in the USA for sure. Um, awesome, thanks, Kyle.
4: Sure, thanks. I mean. Thank you. Any of this stuff when you really break it down, you know, the stuff that people are manipulating and and abusing like uh like EPO, you know, Epogen is a a brand name of it. That was developed to fight cancer. You know, they, they people needed uh to create more uh red blood cells and you, basically it was developed and is still used today. That's that's its primary use. You know, somewhere along the line somebody figured out, well, if I don't have cancer and I want to use this in the right dosages, I can really make myself much more efficient. I can transport much more oxygen. Um, So... A lot of this stuff has a has a good purpose and a good place in society, and then somewhere along the line, an athlete or a doctor or a scientist figured out a way to manipulate it. And that's I'm not that's not what happened with Kate. I don't think. No. Um, but it's a it's a common theme with with a lot of these chemicals is um, you know they they found a way to en- enhance you know athletic performance.
3: All right, Matthew, what's going on? You're going to Muddy Creek this weekend.
4: Yes, sir.
2: All right. Too bad you're not going to be there.
3: Mm-hmm skipping this one man no
2: i can't blame you it's hot as hell
3: <laughs> wow it sounds like it's gonna be rainy as hell but yeah
2: yeah uh, i was calling to see what kind of advice
5: i got
3: well uh, the advice would be get a better cell phone for sure uh matthew <laughs> said he wanted to know what kind of advice to prep as for a mutter as a spectator i mean uh umbrella perhaps mud boots mud boots yeah, what, I what? think the rubber mud boots are a are a big big go to for most well, people. Well, you, you need mud boots at every national, anyways, because there's no wash base. <laughs> Here we go. So you need what mud boots, anyways, because you can't walk through the pits without just getting a booter. Do you know what a booter is? Uh, big jump. No, it's Canadian word for when you go like you step in water or ice and get get full of water. Uh, no, no. Uh. uh, Chris, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Wondering. Do you guys know if, like, LSD or psilocybin is on the list that you can't have in your system? I would think so, but I really don't know. But Well, I, th- I think any any illegal substances
4: are on the list, like, you know, marijuana, okay. cocaine. I, th- I think all those are, are just kind of one of the – I haven't read the yeah. list, but I would assume that, you know, uh, government-prohibited substances are on there.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I was wondering, I learned about kickboxers using that – Recently, to
4: help their focus and whatnot during the fights. So that was but yeah, curious. if you go, if you go back and and look through the history of baseball, uh, amphetamines were the go-to, um, which is you know which Adderall and all these things are amphetamines, and um, yeah, for sure. that was it just, yeah they're, they're terrible really if you're not supposed yeah to have but them. as far as as far as seeing the baseball and focusing on what they're doing, they were they were hugely beneficial. And you know, this this Adderall is just another variation of that.
3: Cool. Thanks, man. Right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Um, hey, uh, JT, I wrote a little thing for MX Vice today on uh, on Roxon. Remember him, Kenny Roxon. Um, uh, I've heard of him, yeah, he's big on social media. Yeah, he is. So part of the reason why I wrote that was because he rode a bike this week on his on his social media. Uh mm-hmm. you know, just wrote a little bit about uh a bike. So it's I mean look, if he's gonna ride Supercross, he needs at least two months, correct? From now? Or before A one. Two months before, before A one. I mean uh, that's that's on the low side probably.
4: I think to be 100% and ready to win, yes. But I think if he wants to just go ra- – if he if he's healthy, his arm's good, and he can start riding a few weeks before, he could be out there. No problem. Oh, yep. but he, won- he won't
3: win. I mean – But he could be out there. I guess, yeah. Um, so that- You were the one last week saying Phil was going to race Red Bud. Phil's racing Red Bud. <laughs> so what are you even talking about then? I asked how his comeback was coming, and Phil said he felt like every mechanic that just jumps on a bike to go ride. I don't know. If that's right. good or bad. Um, that's bad. Uh, so, okay. So if if you give him two months, you know, to to get back to where he needs to be, to to be, you know, challenging for wins and podiums, um, that's th- just over three months from now, right? So, and his arm yep. is basically a twig. So, I spoke to uh, uh, Chad Reed, who was here uh, on Monday, mm-hmm. and Chad's like, "Yeah, I think he'll be back for Supercross. I really do." And I hadn't. Uh, really heard that a little bit. I I talked to some Honda guys that are like, eh, maybe outdoors 18, you know? Yep. Um, I I would bet on that as well. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I I would say summer of 18, and I've talked to some people closer to the situation than I am, that's for sure, and uh, they're pointing at 18 outdoors, Mm -hmm. Um, so if they can get them back, the sooner the better, great, but I don't think they're, I think they're making uh, contingency plans and not getting excited about anything until then. And like like I said, at the beginning of this whole ordeal, once we realized how bad this injury was, I just don't rush back. No, you know, I know Kenny I know Kenny wants to, because that's what racers do, and I've been in those shoes. You're just everything you can possibly do to get back the first day you possibly can. But man, have I learned as I've gotten older that time, taking more time is always better and for him he's young he's got job security don't rush back especially with how bad and serious his injuries are take your time be a hundred percent be over a hundred percent before you show up and uh, you'll thank yourself later
3: yeah i agree i I, when chad was saying supercross and uh i was looking at the math doing that math of three and a half months you know till he needs to start getting ready i don't know I, i i think chad's you know he
4: he's still racing, so his mind is still thinking that way. But me personally, um, and I hope the people around him think the same way: as, hey man, we we've got a you know a decade or maybe a little less, depending on how long he wants to do this, a future ahead of us that we can't take a risk on. Like we need to be make sure every single thing is right before we send you out there again Um, because really for him to go out there and get eighth if he's not ready to go out and get tenth or eighth that doesn't do him any good you know he's he's going to be more frustrated with himself that he actually went out there and did that than he would if he waited another month two months six months and, and comes back and wins
3: yep no, I agree. That's why I I 2018 motocross seems really doable. He's got a lot of therapy ahead of him, you know. And, and he's got a chance to get arthritis and all that all those uh joints at his wrist and his elbow and his arm, well more more the wrist and the elbow, you know, um you can get a chance of uh of arthritis, you know. So
4: yeah, I I like I said, you know, patience is uh patience is tough to find in this situation, but I think it's the most critical critical aspect of this whole deal now that the surgeries are over.
3: Do you think he can come back and win?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I if if he comes back and is, and the arm is not a limiting factor, Yeah, you know, it's some, it's going to hurt, and I get all that. That's that's normal. Yeah. But if, it, if he can ride at some point where it's like, yeah, yeah, I ride, you know, just the same way I did, then, right. yeah, absolutely. Right. No problem will he come back and win races. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that, I think. Uh, Robert's got a question about track prep. What's up, Robert? How are you, man?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I had a question about, I, I guess, mainly Lakewood and uh, High Point. Mm-hmm. The, what was up with the prep? It really, at like high, like half that track was like muddy and ruddy, and half it was like concrete and dusty, and it looked like a pretty terrible track to ride. Like a lot, I saw a lot of guys, especially Tomac, like losing his feet off the pegs and all kinds of stuff.
1: It looked pretty awful.
3: Well, they got a ton of rain uh, on Friday, and so that made the track a mess. And then, yeah, some of the like where that where that quad was in the back was hard pack, you know. Um yeah. But I mean, it just it was more weather than anything else, huh, JT?
4: Yeah, and I was a little curious. Every time I saw them working on the track, they were using dozers and kind of pushing the the mud back into the middle. And I don't know why they didn't disc more of it. Like to start, like start straight away was disc super deep. And that's what uh, when when Big Dave Coombs was you know still alive. Um, and I first my first years at High Point, that's kind of what they did every time. They would just drive the tractor around and disc it all up. And yes, it destroyed all the lines. And yes, all that. But man, was it fun to ride. And it just made the track incredibly good. So I don't know what the thought process was, if if the the base was too hard to disc or or what, but I do know that every time I saw tractor or excuse me, dozers out there they were kind of just pushing mud around and blading it instead mm. of discing it. And that's just not something I think creates the best racing.
2: All right, there yeah, you I go. Think it sounds like this weekend's going to be a, a bad track either way, but it just seems like some of this track prep here the last couple rounds is like, whoa, that doesn't even look like a fun track to be on.
3: No, <laughs> they they haven't. They 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 water the crap out of them. They they rip it up and it turns into like a bit of a slot cross and if you get some rain like they did at High Point, that changes things. I'm with you, man. None of these tracks look uh look great. Um, All right. Well, y'all so, have a good show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I guess uh, uh um Muddy Creek apparently has been rolled flat not dissed up, ready for uh, ready for rain, JT. So, see how Yeah, that, they how that seal works. it. Right. They,
4: they seal it, which uh, I think the last time we saw a, a real solid seal job like that, do you remember uh, the race where Stu wrapped up his 24-0, Steel City in 08? Yeah. How hard they they sealed the whole track and never touched it. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was hard packed. So I, I think we're going to see that same type deal this weekend. That was Red Dog and Hepler battle.
3: Yeah, Red Dog. When you were you were losing your mind because Red Dog was catching stew. Yeah, he was. It was beautiful. All right, we got Cade on the line, JT. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. All right, awesome. See you. See you guys. All right, flyracing.com. Pro taper. Get truck hero. All on board with us on the show, and we really appreciate it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're giving away a Fly Racing free stone helmet to somebody, and uh, let's get right into the uh, call of the day. Cade Clayson, what's up, Cade? How are you, man? I'm good, how are you? We're good, thanks for joining us buddy Appreciate it So you're making uh, news this yeah. week But not the good type of news Yeah, it hasn't been the greatest
6: week I've ever had But um, I'm I'm getting through it uh,
3: What's the latest step? Who have you talked to? What's next for you?
6: Uh, in all honesty I haven't really been able to talk to anybody It's kind of been a super slow process Okay um, You know, I've called everyone I can call. I've talked to some people in the U S but people in the U S really didn't even find out until yesterday. Okay. Um, so, you know, they were as shocked as I was. Okay. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I knew I was going to test positive for it, but I, um, you know, I was under the assumption that, you know, my forms were all in, in line Mm -hmm. and, uh, so it just, it happened the way that it happened, and uh, now I just have to try and try my best to get it straightened out, because it, obviously I'm not in a very good position right now. No. no. Uh, I kind of I look like an idiot. Um, a lot of people probably change their opinions on me, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I, uh, you know.
3: Yeah. Um, so you you filled out your paperwork. You were legally prescribed Adderall. Um, you filled out your paperwork for TUE, and then what was the process that was supposed to happen? Like, because I'm, I'm just I'm curious, like everybody, do they write you back? Do they call you? Did you did think you missed the letter saying you're good to go? Or what goes on that, that happened in this miscommunication?
6: Yeah, you know, I'm not really totally sure um, what happened or what went wrong. Um, you know, like I said, I haven't talked to him yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't even heard their side of it yeah. Yep. just, you know i wrote them uh i wrote them emails and you know, i wrote like a letter explaining like my side of the story right um they pretty much just said that um for some reason my tue was never approved and uh you know okay I, I, it's kind of a lengthy process because you have to take all the paperwork to um to a doctor and uh submit it and uh after that you have to Send it overseas to the FIM in Europe. Yep. And um, you know, the first one I ever sent in, it took over a month to hear back from them. And uh, you know, at that point, you're like, okay, I don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You can't really call over there. It's not really an easy task to handle.
3: No. Um,
6: But you know,
3: so as far as you knew, yeah. yeah, as As far as you knew, the paperwork for TUE was filled out correctly. Nobody gave you any notice that it got either denied or it was filled out improperly. Like you never heard a word.
6: Yeah, correct. Excellent. I mean, okay. So what had happened was I sent the first one in yep. and my doctor was kind of vague on like when he filled it out. Okay. Um, And uh, they said, Hey, we just need like some more information. Can you have him like fill this out with like details on why, um, yep. you know, he's prescribing you this and you know, all that stuff. Yep. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. So I, I had him do it again. And I shipped, it all, I shipped it all back. And after that, I never heard anything. And, okay. uh, so, you know, I was under the assumption that, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. Because, like I said, like I've tried calling over there for different things before. Uh huh. And, uh, it's, it's really hard to get a hold of somebody. And, uh, you know, obviously it, it can be done. You know, I'm not yeah, the yeah. only guy that's done this. But, you know, in, in obvious terms, this is somehow my fault. And, uh, you know, I just have to do my best to try and get it straightened out.
3: Yeah, so they've given you no indication on, uh, oh, yeah, your TUE, it was here and somebody missed it. Uh, hey, your TUE wasn't filled. Like, nobody's given you any indication now um, about, about like, the next process, huh? It's just been silent?
6: Yeah, it's just been silent. Um, you know, I haven't talked to anybody yet. Um, you know, I, like I said, I talked to some people here in the yeah. U.S. that are trying to help me or... You know, trying to get it straightened out as well. You know, it doesn't look good on anybody's part for this to happen. No. Um, so, um,
3: like, I, I think just, yeah, yeah, we're think, all just. I think with Stu, like, he didn't fill a TUE out at all. You know. Um uh, and, and so that's yeah, what I, I, I believe. I don't really know. Right, but maybe yeah. maybe that your penalty won't be as bad or will be better if you because you you filled one out and maybe it's just misplaced or who knows. I don't know. Just trying
6: to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's the whole problem right now, and it doesn't help that I'm in Canada. You know, up here, uh, you know, I'm driving to the next race right now, so it's not like I can just, uh, you know, print paperwork off or no. look for papers that yeah. I did a while ago. You know.
3: Well, before so, you before you came uh-huh. on, we were talking to you know one of the things was that didn't go well for James was he kept racing after the positive <laughs> sample, and they said you know that's hey the, the suspension doesn't start until you stop racing. And so he stopped after winning High Point. Well, you know, I know the CMRC is an FIM approved at all, but I mean, they may be like, "Hey, stop racing." I don't know. Maybe not because it's not a it's not a sanctioned series by the FIM. Has no drug po- testing policy in place. But man, it could get even worse, and this could ruin your Canadian series too. Yeah,
6: I'm not really sure. You know, the mm-hmm. the people up here um, they they told me they're like, "Yeah, I mean." Um, with us, you're okay. You know, we're not, we have no part in any of that. Um, but you know, like, I don't understand how they could suspend me from racing something they have nothing to do with, you know what I mean? No, no. So for sure. I, uh, so that's the only thing I, uh, I don't really, I couldn't really understand. Right. Um, but like I said, I really have no idea. I mean, as of right now, talking to all the people up here, you know, I talked to, um, Stally Brass, the guy who uh mm-hmm. runs the series up here. And he was like, "No, you're okay." Like, "Um, you're okay to race with us. You know, we don't have any policies like that, you know." Yeah. Um, so you know, I mean, they can't really tell me that I can't and if they did tell me I couldn't um it's not like they have yet because yeah. I haven't talked to anybody. Yeah. So I mean, are you are you if, are you if per- for some reason they said that I couldn't? It's, I'm just going to have to say, okay, well, I tried to get a hold of people. Yeah. I haven't been able to. Like, you really can't blame me for that.
3: Yeah. Are you, man, are you just, how bummed out are you thinking that you may miss, you may miss the 2018 Supercross season? I mean, you know, they, um, they don't, they're yeah. not real great on, hey, yeah, you know what I mean? Giving, giving out any mulligans. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I
6: mean, I mean, I, it's definitely a big deal. Um, I, uh, yeah, I I have been stressing a little bit, you know, the last, because yeah. I found out, you know, Monday and, uh, you know, first thing I did, I called my dad and my trainers and I was like, dude, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, like I, I thought I had all this stuff taken care of mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it sucks, but you know, there's really nothing I can do about it now except try no. and get it straightened out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, no, for sure, it's it's uh, it, so, but it's going to even affect you this weekend. It's always going to be on your mind now. Like this is a really big deal. Well, this is I your mean, career. You know, it, you
6: know it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. You know, I haven't been doing great up here anyway. So mm-hmm. it's it's like you know I I need to. There's a lot of other places I can improve and sure. So I uh, I'm just kind of trying to focus on that. Still, you know, my team up here. Um, you know, as soon as I found out, I was sitting with my team manager. And, um, I just straight up told him, and he's like, he's like, Oh, okay. Um, that's weird. Um, it's cause you know, it is what it is, but you know, he, he's been super positive about it. Like, yeah, you know, you'll get it worked out. Like,
3: did you find, find out, out when it. we found out or did you find out before? No,
6: I found out on Monday. Um, okay. they like, they all, I just got an email yep. saying that I failed the drug test. And it, what I was confused about was, um, they said my suspension didn't start until um, until the twenty first, which was the day that it came out on RaceRX, which was yesterday. Okay, but I found out on Monday, so I was confused on like, okay, why didn't it? I thought James's started on uh, the day like that he took the test. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they backdated it. Yeah, um, they back. Okay, so. Yeah, I don't understand why mine starts on the 21st. So huh. there's just more stuff I have sure. to figure out and learn about because, you know, like I said, I, I don't have it all straight yet. I uh, um, I have people working on it for me. Like, you know, a lot of people have been super helpful because like, I've explained it to people. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like, you shouldn't be in the situation that you're in, but you're in it. So now we got to figure it out.
3: Right. Well, hey, thanks no, for the I mean, yeah. Thanks for the uh, time on the show, Kate. Good luck with everything, man. I know uh, Alex really Alex Ray's really been there for you. He's been really a rock yeah, for Alex, you. Yeah.
6: No, I'm I'm ready to flatten his face.
3: Right. Right. He's he's really he's really helping things out. Great. Um yeah. good luck in Regina. Yeah. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch and uh, good luck with everything, man. All
6: right. Thanks, Steve.
3: All right. Thanks, Kate. Kay Clayson, everybody, uh, talking about his uh, suspension that was uh, dropped down this week. Uh, Very big news in our sport. And to talk about that and more, from Muddy Creek, or he was at Muddy Creek, Jason Wygan, what's up, Weege? How are you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, just left about a half hour ago, Um, now driving to the mountains. So we might be set for some of the worst audio ever, okay. even worse than my usual.
3: Wow, That's so we'll saying something. What yeah. Uh, what did your? Th- and we had you. D- you heard a little bit of Clayson there on the phone. Yeah. Um, be careful what you wish for. We need drug testing in our sport. I 100% believe that. But uh, just like the stew thing, um, you know, big penalties and uh, and be careful what you wish for.
2: Well, yeah, because the problem is every major penalty we've seen here. Uh, the only other one that really exists are both of the Moss brothers. And that thing, that thing's so clouded in secrecy that I think Jake has a uh, suspension that that is still yet to be announced. Like how long it even is, and that's like a year ago. They mm-hmm. haven't even said. So that one's a mess. Who the hell knows? Yeah. But the two we know of here, Cade and Stu, for uh, better or for worse. I mean, they were for you know amphetamine, which is you know in their perspective, yes, it is performance enhancing. That's why it's in the rule book. Yeah. But it's certainly not BPO or steroids or anything like that. I mean, it is weird that we've had this many years of drug testing and apparently real drug testing that apparently really does catch things, but no one has ever been popped for anything like super performance-enhancing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it, this might seem shocking, but I'm almost a little surprised at every one of these dudes. And if you look at the press release for what happened to Kate here, you name like eight other guys they tested. Yeah. They're all very high-end guys uh-huh. who probably all at some point have been suspected of doing something and apparently they're all super clean. Yeah. So that either means no one really is doing anything, uh, which I guess is what it's supposed to mean. I mean, this testing is yeah. supposed to be uh, effective. I- I'm just almost shocked at this point that we've had two guys caught but caught for something so minor, but no one's ever been caught for something gnarly, which you know has to be going on somewhere.
3: I don't want to say – I don't want to make any assumptions here, but Clayson is number seven in Canada. Oh, No. I don't wow. want to put that okay. out there too right. much. I'm still researching my theories, but he's number seven. So
2: okay, uh, ties define. <laughs> uh, one other thing we learned from it, by the way, from reading uh, the press release:
3: mm-hmm.
2: Eli Tomac's first name is Elijah.
3: Who knew? Yeah, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah,
2: yeah. Elijah Tomac uh, passed Elijah, huh. so that's why he's Eli. Who knew?
3: Yeah, I did not know that. Um, hey, so how's the weather looking there at Muddy Creek? It was raining. No press day. No riding.
2: Yeah, no riding. Um, Rain is apparently – today wasn't terrible. I mean, it rained too much to ride. It wasn't horrible. But uh, tomorrow is supposed to be, like, really bad. And they think it's going to have Saturday morning, so I think during the motos it will be okay. Uh So the real question is how much damage is going to be done uh, between now and then. And that's if it trails off Saturday morning, which I think it will, but it's going to take a hammering tomorrow, so we'll see. Uh,
3: Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Get pro taper and uh the folks at truck hero jason Wagen on the line uh you talked to marv
2: yeah i was shocked to see Marv here uh uh yes ktm was on the press day list but i'm like dude he's, he's not gonna be able to ride he's not gonna come just for interviews he's out yeah but apparently not uh he rode this week he says he feels a lot better and his whole plan was to ride today he was really bummed because he's feeling better and he wanted to actually ride uh so he said the meniscus is so um, minor that it's not like a huge deal. It hasn't gotten caught or jammed and doesn't need surgery on that. It was more that he stretched out a bunch of other ligaments, and now it's seven days later, and it's way better than it was. So yeah. he's been doing therapy, and he wrote a little bit, and um, he thinks he's good
3: to go. Okay. Wow. So that's uh, that could be something. That could be a big deal.
2: Um, yeah, I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody was, um, but it would. This is almost one of those things that normally just keeps getting worse. But in this case, he said much, much better in one
3: week. Right. Uh, Let's get to the phone calls. Uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin. What's up, Randy? How are you? Oh, hey. How are you guys, man? Uh, We're good. Thanks for calling the show. Appreciate it. How's everything uh, with Michelin and the StarCross 5? It's uh, the
0: day is going well. We're we're working away here on Starcross Five and all of our other products. But uh, so I was working away and listening into the show mm-hmm. as I always do. And uh,
3: are you listening so on the app? Are you listening on the app? The Pulpomex app. I was listening on the app
0: uh, via or via depends on how you pronounce it. But listening on my iPhone Seven with the app and it was working flawlessly. Fantastic. Flawlessly.
3: Mark's will be happy to hear that. Yep, best dollar ninety nine I've ever spent. Thank That's you, sure. thank you. Wygant refuses to buy it, but we'll, we'll we'll make it
0: happen. I tell you what, Wygant's probably driving back down the hill now to save—I don't know—hundred bucks from staying in a hotel tonight. He's driving back down to Charlotte to save money, probably right now.
3: Wygant.
2: Well, uh, it's uphill from my house to get here, so you're damn right. I got to drive back. I got to get that gas mileage average back up.
0: <laughs> you know what he's going to do? He, exactly right. He, he talks about how much it cost him to drive up there, so to save money, he's going to drive back home. Right, right, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <saves me money. laughs> I have hey, a, that, I That's why again. A
2: bucks there though because uh, I got a care package from uh, Randy himself about three weeks ago, including a uh, Hulk Hogan. 1991 era blender, uh,
3: which is free. <laughs> oh, Starting to Randy, so saving money around the house. I saw you sent me a photo of that. So you did send it to to Weege, Randy. That's awesome. That's great. I, I, I did, and, and so and and now the
0: cat's out of the bag. If any of the teams uh, that have their hospitality areas see Weeds coming in there and taking some water and some bananas, right, some other fruits right. like that, to put in that little yeah. that right. little blender, they'll know they'll know why. Let
3: me, so, getting uh, off topic a little bit. Was there anything that Hogan yeah. didn't put his name on in, in during the Hulk? Mania it. Like, was no. we I, I, I think. Any, I, I, I
0: I think he put his. I think he put his name on everything, in, including divorce papers. So.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, I. No, hey. He
2: Exactly.
3: Part. He was. Um, all right, Randy. What's up? Well, no. this just saying, you're not going to Muddy Creek. Is that correct? That's I am not I mean. going to Muddy Creek. No. Ah, that's pathetic. Pathetic. Well, Jakey's I mean, out as well. Yeah, you know it's, it's 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 pathetic. It's pathetic. I'll tell Close you to what airport. To... I'll tell you why. I can go. For... I know you can go to Paris. Thank you. Yeah, okay, you I already said Paris. that. All right, Never exactly right. 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 Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, I...
0: But uh, anyway, so I'm I'm going uh, just pure spectator i'll be hanging out with the western power sports and fly guys in their hospitality area but but just checking out the racing so if you or jt need any any info or behind the scenes of who looks good in practice so you guys can make your fantasy uh-huh. picks, just text me let me know uh, I'll, I'll do everything i can to help you guys win whatever it is you're trying to win
3: <laughs> okay well, well we'll do that
0: absolutely that sounds good <laughs> i like it i'm right, gonna miss you yeah gonna miss you there bradshaw's gonna be there so he's gonna be hanging out uh, be fun to I spend almost... time with him
3: I almost, want, I, I I almost if, want to go just to see him again. I saw him at High Point. He actually sought me out at High Point to say hi. Couldn't believe it. That's,
0: that's cool, huh? Yeah, good, uh, solid, solid, down-to-earth guy. And Wygant, of course, will be
3: busy in the truck, missing the start of the race, missing mm-hmm. the gate drop. Oh, jeez. So. here we go. Yep, true. Do you have a word of the day <laughs> for right. us, Randy? Do you have a word of the day, quickly? We didn't really think of it because we each couldn't join us on our post-race uh, review. So, I'm going to go with applesauce. Why Gant? Applesauce. Uh, applesauce, it is. Let's do it. All right, there we go. The word of the word of the week: applesauce. <laughs> I like it. Um, th- thanks, uh, yes. thanks, Randy.
0: Uh, thanks right. for letting me call in. Have a good. Uh, have a good rest of the show. And Weege, hope to see you up there this weekend, buddy. Take care.
3: Yeah, I'll see you soon. All right, thanks, Randy Richardson, everybody from Michelin Star Cross Five, check them out. Applesauce is the word of the day. All right, Weege. Before we wrap this thing up, um, are we going to see? I. C- Look, the 250 class is super unpredictable. I know this. Yeah. So maybe this is well, re- really dumb. Yeah. But are we going to start uh, seeing Osborne and j break away a bit?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think there's a chance. Now, something had to be up with Pro Circuit last week. I mean, every single guy struggled in the same weekend. So when that happened, you tend to think maybe there was a problem. And look at that fix. I mean, that's, Hill's been struggling this year, but at least – With Savachi Fortner, and AC, those are generally guys that could win any given weekend. So maybe maybe something was off just at High Point, and those guys will be back. But here's what I'm thinking, and I talked to Wacko Zacco about this today. He said he actually started getting a little bit sick at Glen Helen, and then obviously everybody knows that he was sick at Colorado. So he did pretty good at those races anyway, and the two races where he's been okay, uh, Hangtown and High Point, you could probably argue that he was the fastest guy. You know, he didn't win the overall last weekend, but he and Jamar tied. So, to be honest, Osborne, I think he's actually better and more dangerous than maybe the stats show. Because yeah, we've seen some crazy motos, but uh, this is a real serious threat. And I don't know if it's quite as wide open as it appears. Looking at the you know piece of paper with all the different moto winners.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, yep. I, I, kind of, I kind of agree. I, I think we're gonna start seeing these guys break away. Here's the thing about Osborne, man. He's shown that he can come through the pack. He can pass all the guys we just talked about. He's done it numerous times this year. You can't say the yeah. same for everybody else.
2: No, no. And if he gets a decent start, he pretty much wins the moto. And uh, he told me he was 12th at the second moto high point, and he still got second. Right. So. That's pretty hard to deal with. I, I don't want to write off those first-circuit guys yet just because they all collectively have one bad weekend because, again, maybe something was up. Mm-hmm. But there's a very good chance that it's Zach one and J-Mark, just because he's been there, done it, and is a competitor, gets in there and and uh, matches them every once in a while. But I think there's a real Osborne threat right now, and the guy's got to stop it quick.
3: Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. We have given away the Fly Freestone mountain bike helmet tits to uh, a guy named Bob. That is correct. It wasn't Bob. Bob was it? like boring Bob from Omaha. Yeah. Bob? No, not that we, guy. We're not giving him anything. No, he right. did not deserve. Okay. A thing. All right. So we gave it away to Bob. Everybody, we're not going to take some questions because uh, Wygant is on. Uh, we barely had Wygant on the line. So let's uh, let's get into more Muddy Creek talk. Um, hey, when you drive into Muddy Creek, and this should be a warning for everybody else in the two hundred and fifty class, when you drive into Muddy Creek, all you see on the on the boards are Zach Osborne winning everything at Muddy Creek for like ten years.
2: Yeah, uh, I asked him today what his favorite memory is, and he said when he first went to the A-class in 05, he battled, just sit down, he battled, yes, indeed, Mike Brown oh. in the expert class here at Money Creek. And I'm like, dude, if you're battling Brown,
3: who was in 05, remember, at one point yes, leading the leading the series, the national, right. Yep, was going
2: to be on the donation team and all. I'm like, if you were doing that in the A-class at Money Creek, you're doing something good. So, although... He hasn't done anything special in the national here to the point where uh, he's raised two years ago. He literally doesn't even really remember anything like how he yeah. did or anything.
3: Yeah, I was looking up his results today for a column I wrote uh, for MX Vice Guys, and yeah, not not a lot of success.
2: No, not like I also talked to Cooper Webb today. Now, Cooper Webb uh, has won here just about every time he's been here yep. uh, as a pro. So he definitely rallied at this track. We have not seen that from, from Zach O.
3: Where do you think Webb does this weekend? What do you think? Uh, he's been getting slowly better. Do you think he can podium? I, I think he might be able to podium. I did talk to him
2: today, and I don't want to use the word resigned, but I think he's <laughs> had to tell himself to, to not leave the track super pissed off if he gets the top five. Like, that's okay right now. Okay. Um, but – you saw where he was at high point. I mean, you're just in that mix, and somebody has a good motor, somebody has a bad motor. You stay in that top. If you go 5-5, five, five, for example, or 5-4, you can easily get a podium. Yeah. So I think he's in that mix right now to uh, to get it done. So, uh, yeah, I could see a podium this week, and he definitely rides well here normally, but right. I can tell that he's not expecting to go out and suddenly find the magic and go 1-1. One, one. That's not happening this quickly.
3: Yep. Uh, and Trey Canard comes back. Trey Canard is back. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Forty-one on an orange bike. I know it'll be super weird, but the guy's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised because I believe the word last weekend was no, not ready yet, probably Redbud, and I, I just kind of heard some stuff behind the scenes. I was just worried that Kennard wasn't coming back at all. He's just taking so many hits. Yeah. That uh, I wasn't ever a hundred percent sure if when they were giving you the timeline, if that timeline was real mm-hmm. or if that was just to. Get us off the trail, right? But uh, yeah. I guess it's real. He's ready to go
3: racing. Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. You never really quite know what. A lot of secret secrets, you know, uh, with that. But I mean, hey, when yeah. you're working with somebody like Tim Ferry, um, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Timmy was always known for kind of elevating his game and, and coming back from injuries a lot, over and over. Yeah, repeatedly.
2: yeah. Timmy was always one of those, um, you know, just win or crash you know, spectacular injury and crash and, uh-huh. and moment and come back. It's always yes. known for that. Yes,
3: absolutely. Uh, are we going to see Baggett and Tomek this weekend? Like, I mean, are we going to see that?
2: First of all, before we get into that, I just want to clarify that we're all saying, are we going to see it? Meaning, are we finally going to see it? Is what you're saying, right? Yeah. But if you're in the Baggett camp, you're going to say, uh, did you not watch the second moto at Colorado, we were 1-2, Baggett won, and Baggett caught him from a first-turn crash, and Moto won there. So if you can't bag it, you're in camp Baggett, you're going to say, why is everyone saying, are we finally going to see it? We just saw it one race ago. Um, now, I know yeah. the toback camp, Eli himself has never one to use excuses ever. He didn't even blame the shoulders last year when we know that they weren't 100% yet. Yeah. But uh, other people in his camp have let us know that he was not 100% right. physically in Colorado. Yes. Uh, he has not said that. But, anyway, if you can't bag it, you're probably saying, we don't need to hear it. We already know what's going to happen. We already did it. But, yeah, yeah, I think you are going to get it in one moto. The 450s are different than the 250s, I feel. You know, if either of those guys starts fifth, they're going to get to the front. Yeah. So chances are they'll both start top five in one moto.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I know the liquid thing. They can say it. They can hang their hat on it. You know, we've heard a little bit Eli had arm problems from a workout and – and, yeah. you know, okay, maybe you're going to say that's BS, that's fine. If you're Eli, you can say, well, what happened at Hangtown? And what happened at Glen Helen when I worked them? So we're going to yeah. give everybody yeah. a mulligan. We're going to give giving everybody a mulligan, and now okay. it starts. <laughs> okay, I like it. Right. I like it. So uh, I can't wait. I, I, I know uh, it's been great for the sport, for sure. I talked to Nasty Nate, Baggis Mechanic, and he said that he loves, he loves Blake talking like this. He says it's great. He thinks it's awesome. So I, I'm okay with it, yeah.
2: Oh, I think everyone, and that's what we have to we have to clarify that too. I think everyone loves it from an entertainment perspective, but I feel that it's the, as the rivalry begins to brew, uh, people like you and me are going to soon be hold on either Team Tomac yep. or Team Baggett. Yeah. Um, it happens every scenario. You're either Team Dunge or Team RV or Team Roxin and Team Dunge. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Stu and RC. It always will go like that. Yep. Um I believe what everybody is saying is. We like what Baggett is doing for the entertainment aspect. It doesn't necessarily mean you're uh, you're pumped on Baggett himself. You're just pumped on what he's doing. If Tomac was the one talking, everyone would probably say that was cool too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the approach, and I don't even know if I would do it if I were Baggett. I don't know if I recommend it, but I sure enjoy watching it.
3: Yeah, I d- I would not recommend it, but I yeah, but I don't have a yeah. I don't have a a dog in the fight, so go ahead. It's great. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's great to watch, but yeah. it's. It, uh, let's put it this way, I go over to the Cowie truck uh last Saturday and the first thing Williamson says is, How are you going to be able to announce with all that chupacabra on your face?
3: Yeah. Perfect. There we go. That's what we yeah. have to deal with everybody. And and yeah. I and I get it the same for everywhere, you know, yeah. For sure. Right. So and,
2: and remember here I was a month ago pleading with Davy not to do a story about Tomac choking in supercross because I felt that was unfair to him and right. now I'm right. on the other side. Right. I can't even keep up. Oh, right. actually, there was a letter in Ask Ping last week about why am I such a Tomac fanboy.
3: Yeah, so I'm like, yeah.
2: and now i got to endure the Cowie guy saying that I'm a bag of fanboy. I can't keep up. I can't no, keep up. it's
3: terrible. Just yeah. make a smoothie in your Hogan, Hulk Hogan blender, and it'll all be okay.
2: Okay. That's it. All right.
3: uh, um, but thanks. anyway, I yep. say all
2: this not for sympathy. It's just showing where this rivalry's is going. Yeah. Quickly, trenches are being formed, mm-hmm. and it's starting to boil up.
3: Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, driving back from Muddy Creek, uh, have fun without me. Applesauce is the word. And uh, okay. Thanks, man. Appreciate your uh, your outlook. Thank you.
2: I'm going to give you one more scoop. I know it's 4.03 now. Yeah, no. for your fantasy dork, uh, Shane McArath. Who knew? Remember he won a Supercross in Salt Lake? Yes. Well, he said he was actually still hurt the whole time from Seattle and barely rode and trained and he said this is the first week that he actually feels like he's normal and has been able to ride during the week. Like he's supposed to, mm-hmm. so just take that for what it. it's worth, fantasy well, dorks.
3: Yeah, I stamped it. I stamped the top six form in my column, so I really hope he Ooh. gets it. Yeah, bold. Okay. He's going to break out. Uh, all right, uh, thanks, Weech. Right, i man. All right, see you. Right. Jason Wygant from uh, RacerX, X. Everybody, thanks to Jason Thomas. Thanks to Kate Clayson as well for coming on. Appreciate it. Tits. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to Fly Racing. Get Pro Taper, Truck Hero. Support them because they support the show. We will see you next week, Thursday, before Red Bud. we out.